The zombies come out at night. I found myself scratching the ceiling of my brain, trying to catch a flight. See, I'm just a Negro trying to figure out what's wrong and what's right. See, I don't even know if I should listen to the Israelites or Brother Polite. I was also studying 5% while getting bent. I seen the zombies, the darkness, the darkness seemed to jump me. My faith lacked, and I didn't know how to grab it back. I was stuck in my ways and just getting lit, when I should just be in somebody's pulpit. But I'm out with the zombies. Every morning, I would face the book, a book that barely speaks any truth. I would face an L, but see, I didn't receive any losses. I try to walk like y'all, I don't believe in wearing crosses. I want to create my own platform. I was destined to be great, that's a swarm. But I have these relapses. I really lynch my mind And that liquor makes me feel fine So I think But it only brings more demons And I hope I'm forgiven for acting like a heathen Inshallah, alhamdulillah I'm divorcing long hours at the bar Truth is realizing your own scars So I face myself Can't even talk to some of my family members anymore they think I need help. They heard I was listening to Farrakhan. They crucified me like they did Mary's son. Can I blow reefer around you as you speak truth to me? Can you look at the depths of my soul? Tell me what I got to sacrifice. Tell me where I should think twice. As I take a couple puffs, can you tell me how I can make my blessings double up? How can I stop worrying and such? Can you speak truth to me? Who am I? Where am I supposed to be? Is it right here where I'm lacking faith and having constant dates with fear? I cannot ask you this one thing. Can you run to the store and buy me another beer? Can I smoke this weed while drinking my 40 and I tell you how I feel? Can you promise not to break this seal? These scars are hard to peel. But if I open up, will you be able to deal?
why we got Antoine in here. Yeah. <laughs> Ready? All right. Yo, welcome back to the fifth episode of Blurred Lines. It's your host, Black Line, with my co-host, Blue Line. What's up, man? Uh, if this is your first time listening uh, to us, I am a young black male from Memphis, Tennessee, and my co-host is a white, older cop. Older? Yeah, man, you, you know, bro. Dude, say middle-aged. 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 You want to be political correct yes, right now? I'm not old. You older. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, this is our fifth episode. And so what I want to do for the fifth episode, I want to have um, a God body in here from the 5% Nation. My brother, would you want to introduce yourself? Peace. My name is Jabril Allah. How you doing, my brother? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Appreciate you inviting me out. Yeah. So uh, you heard the podcast before, right? Absolutely. What you think about it? I loved it. Yeah. You know, I, I saw you post about it online. Mm-hmm. And I screenshot. I got a bad memory, so I screenshot yeah. it to say, "Let me check this out." Then I heard a couple of people talking about it, and I just binge. How do How do you feel about me talking to a white person? Man, I mean, these are the conversations we got to have. Yeah. We don't make change just by ourselves. We got to make change as yeah. a community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, man. So yeah. let's go ahead and get in, get into this conversation. So uh, <clears throat> who are the nation of gods and earths? Can you give us a description? Uh, the nation of gods and earths, more commonly, appropriately termed as the 5%ers or Allah's 5%, is a you know community. It's a nation mm-hmm. of black men, women, and children who teach that the black man is God and the black woman is the earth and the child is the most valuable asset in all of humanity because mm-hmm. they represent the future. Mm-hmm. You know, we teach that with the original people of the planet earth and we strive to learn and acquire the science of everything in life and then turn around and teach it to others. Mm-hmm. What's today's mm-hmm. mathematics? Today's mathematics is equality. Mm-hmm. Equality is the science of balance. Equality is Wanting for your brother or your sister what you want for yourself, or mm. like I said, sharing those teachings mm. or sharing insights with others that don't have it and shine a light into the darkness. And uh, just a quick question: I know um, I didn't have this one in in the uh, questions I shot you. Uh, who is Allah? Can you give us a brief description <coughs> description of the Father? The Father Allah was a was a student minister under Malcolm X in mm-hmm. the Hall of Mosque back in the sixties. Mm-hmm. He left the mosque right around the same time as Malcolm X. Uh, he, you know, he had an insight into the teachings of the nation of Islam that contradicted what's taught. He began teaching that. Of course, that wasn't received very well mm-hmm. or favorably. Hey, so he, can I ask a question? Yes. What was the contradiction? So the nation of Islam sees Master Farah Muhammad or W.D. Far as God. <clears throat> and he is the founder of the nation of Islam. Master Farah Muhammad was mixed for a reason. Or purpose at that time, you're looking at the 1910s, 1920s. There was nobody that was going to listen to any dark skinned black man telling them anything. Yeah. We're either going to get lynched or they're going to stay gone somewhere. <laughs> so, um, by design, he was mixed so that he was just light enough that he could pass for white and hmm. pretty much go wherever he wanted to go. Just light enough that black people would look at him. You know, at that time, I'm not sure if you heard of the brown paper bag test, but the lighter you were, the more you were looked at as being intelligent and accept, uh, acceptable. Within the black community? Within the black community, yeah. yes. I mean, you know, that comes from slavery, too. You know, the lighter you were, the closer you were to the big house or you stayed in the big house. Hmm. The darker you were, the Jeez. more you worked farther from the house. It's incredible yes. how yeah. uh, just 
unevolved that thinking is. But yes, um, up until a certain point, uh, if you wanted to go to Fisk University, you had to send in a picture, and they tested your shade up against that brown paper bag. If you were lighter, then you were in. If you were not, don't care what type of grades you made, you weren't coming there. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'd never heard that in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so, you know, he passed for white so he could travel amongst society and do what he wanted, you know, as he saw fit. But black people would see him in a certain light. So he Mm -hmm. traveled, you know, door to door, disguising himself as a silk peddler and salesman. And he'd say, hey, you know, I brought this over from Mecca. I brought this over from, you know, this place or that place, your homeland. And they get curious and he say, well, if you want to know more, I'll be back at seven o'clock. Get some other people in. And that's the birth of the nation of Islam. Mm. Um, however, if you're saying that the black man has gotten original people and original by the, you know, by definition of being undiluted, then how could he have been God? Mm-hmm. You know, as in the one God. And so. Father Allah began, or Clarence 13X at that time with his name, began teaching that. And ultimately that caused a rift in the mosque. So at that time, you had basically three camps in the Harlem mosque. You had those who were mm-hmm. loyal to Malcolm, those who were loyal to Clarence 13X, those who were loyal to Elijah. Amongst, you know, and in 63, 64, there was that split. Mm-hmm. Um, the father then, you know, took the name of the Father Allah and then went into the streets of Harlem went and found, you know, the gang members, the kids in the street, those who were, you know, deemed as undesirable by society and began teaching them. And then the teaching spread all across the world from there. Um, and he was assassinated in 1969. Clarence was? Yes. yes. And and who assassinated him? <clears throat> Good question. No one was ever arrested. No one's ever, you know, they didn't even try, you know, for that matter. Uh-huh. But, I mean, if you're walking around, I mean, besides bad blood with the Nation of Islam. Mm-hmm. So do you yeah. think it was the Nation of Islam? No. no. Um, anybody could have done it. If you walk around, one, you're a black man running around talking about you, God, that you're going to be a target. In the 60s, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Today. Right. You know, you can, uh, you know, you're going to have some enemies. So, I mean, you have Orthodox Muslims who would have killed him on sight for saying something like that. You mm-hmm. have people in the streets you know again he was recruiting gang members and kids in the streets he yeah. could have had enemies in the streets it could have been anybody huh. so Who, what do you think i really don't know i really don't know hmm. and so i mean but one vital aspect of the five percenters i mean we're not an organization we're not it's not something that you not a religion either it's not a definitely yeah. not a religion so it's a way you of know, life right yeah. it's a it's a way of life yeah. you know and so there was never you know with anything else if you kill the leader you killed a movement yeah. because we were taught to be self-sufficient because we were taught that the same way that he studied and learned and elevated to a certain point, you can too. There was no focus on that. Of course, there was a, a down period that first year. Um, we are talking about teenagers and young adults. Yeah. But after that, it kicked in. This is what he taught us. Now let's do what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And everybody just moved on from there. Hmm. So do you consider yourself Muslim then? No, Mm-mm. absolutely not. not a- if so, in a generic sense, would you consider yourself religious or agnostic? I would lean more towards agnostic. Huh. See, you know. what? What did I did I jump the gun? Yeah, I was supposed to be asking <laughs> <my damn> questions. <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> 
You just, but no, it's cool. Like, no, 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 it's cool. No, it's cool. Like, go ahead. I love this. I wanted to see you guys actually have well, a conversation. Well, I, I mean, I just soaked. Like, I don't know anything about this. Yeah, no, it's cool. Like I'm, when you I'm, sent me this I'm, topic, I'm, messing with you, yeah. I'm like, I gotta. I, I'm just gonna sit here and listen for the right. most part. No, I wanted this conversation to happen. That's why I don't know anything I, about it. That's why I got the guy here. Yeah, that's why I got the guy here. So, what was the question though? No, my question yeah, because well. so again, again. Mm-hmm. The, the point of this show is for a bunch of people who are very different to get around and, yeah. and talk and get to know yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah. Right. And that's what's awesome about it. Yeah. And I don't know anything about what you believe. And I'd never even heard of it until he said, here's the topic for the next show. Yep. Wow. So I start reading about it. And, you know, I've gathered a few things from what I've read and some of the videos I've seen. But it's it's much easier to actually talk to somebody who who, who believes it. Right. And my first question to Antoine when I got here was... Well, it doesn't sound like they really believe in a god, actually. Yeah, I was like, they actually sound kind of agnostic. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, would you say you're agnostic or atheist? I, I mean, if given the choice between the two, I would lean more towards agnostic. But okay, I mean, so you believe in something higher than you? I mean, or, but that's but in that, me. But that's though, in you, yeah. You know, so um, the abbreviation they uh, the five percenters have is arm, leg, leg, arm, head, which means Allah. Okay, so. They're, they're God in the flesh, you know. Okay. Or the, the all but, in all. But how are you yeah. – But so that was my biggest question was mm-hmm. – because that's where I'm confused. Is if you don't consider yourself Muslim and you do consider yourself more more or less agnostic. Right. When you say God in flesh, so you say the black man is God and the black woman is earth. Yes. Black woman is earth, that makes a lot more sense to me. I can – I can figure that out. I can totally see how that makes sense. Okay. How does that make sense, Blue? I well, was, I <laughs> how does that make sense to you? Well, because humanity came from Africa. So that makes sense to you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. humanity... Now, there has actually been some recent scientific papers mm-hmm. that have been released that says maybe life didn't spawn from Africa. But mm-hmm. for the most part, people say, yes, all of, all of Homo sapiens yeah. started in Africa and spawned outward. So I understand, and, and and women are what produces life. Yeah. So if if humanity began in Africa and women are predominantly what produces okay. life, yeah. then I totally get that. I got you. Like I understand that. I see what you're saying. What I don't understand. So so when you say the black man is God, how are you defining God though? Is I'm it in a in a generic sense? As because probably, and science backs this up. Black people were the first people on Earth. That too. That would be one. Or, but, 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 how do you mean God, though? So, I mean, God by you know, so dealing with the mathematics, God is deemed as the supreme being, the supreme intelligence, supreme life force. And so, from the standpoint of and dealing with you know, when I say higher power, I'm saying that life force. You know, I think it's the second law of thermodynamics that says that energy cannot be created nor destroyed; mm-hmm. it merely changes form. Mm-hmm. If you look in the Bible, they talk about that darkness. That's energy, and it's in all of us. You know, so by birthright, I'm God. Okay, but it's only. But you have to. You have to rise to that level. You know, mm. you have to be able to execute on that level. And so that's where I go back to saying we strive to master the science of everything in life, mm-hmm. because I mean. Okay, there's there's potential energy and then there's actual kinetic energy. Mm-hmm. So you have it in you. It's your life force. It's your melanin. It's your spirit, your soul. But are you using it or not? Mm-hmm. So my job is to find that within myself and continue to elevate and rise, and then also to tap that. 
you know, in those that don't know. Could you talk about Yakub? We could talk about Yakub. You know about Yakub? Of course not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my knowledge of Yaku is equal to my knowledge of Pusha T and the Drake scandal. <laughs> it makes you feel better. I never actually heard neither song by Drake or Pusha T. Oh, for real? Yeah, I just was like, I'm, I'm, I don't want to hear You're a big um, Wu-Tang guy. I am. I'm, I'm old school all yeah, the way. I feel you. It's um, all good. You know, I, I do know that Pusha T slaughtered him. Oh, yeah. And eventually I'm going to listen. Yeah, 4-1, series over. But that, you know what? That kind of goes back to what you were saying, though. Because Drake is very light skinned, <laughs> right? Am, Hold on, Blue. Don't, <laughs> slow don't down. disrespect light skinned people, right? I'm not. I'm light skinned. Okay. I'm not disrespecting light skinned. <laughs> I'm just saying you brought up the the paper bag uh, test. Yeah. Yeah. And so this whole this whole push it Drake right now is a Jew. We're not even claiming him right now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but the whole Jew. but the whole the whole controversy was over the fact that he did blackface, right? And nobody knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's interesting that a black man would do blackface. Yeah, but he said he had a, a particular reason of why he did it. Yeah. You know, he was once an actor. Yeah, uh, he said it was he was showing how black people kind of have to clown around and get certain roles. Yeah, but we never seen that actual project come out. So yeah. We don't know. It's just speculation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Plus, so, he's Canadian. I mean, yeah, I, yeah well, he's a Jew. Yeah, that's what he's not black. Right yeah, now. he can't even say the N word. Okay, so that's what we stand in okay. right now. So Yakub, who who is Yakub? Uh, Yakub is considered the father of the devil. Uh, so I'm gonna preface this: pretty much everything when you're talking about the lessons, there is a literal meaning, and then there is a you know I apply everything on the mental, physical, and spiritual. So there's that literal meaning, but by by what we're taught is to apply things in multiple different ways. So literally on paper, there's the story of Yakub who then had this determined idea to create the devil. And he went through a process of separating, the genetically separating the people and breaking them down through intermixing to go from black to brown to red to yellow and ultimately to white. This is what the Yaku did. Yes. The devil. That's, that's Yacoub. A, that's Yacoub. a nation of Islam. <laughs> well, he wasn't the devil. He's considered to be the father of the devil. Yeah. Um, that's oh, a I nation see. of because Islam. Because he purposely went through um, that process. Interbred in, until... Um, in the, in, in, there's a story in the Bible about Jacob. Yeah. That's supposedly, be, that's supposedly that's to be Yacoub because the letter huh. J has only been around for 500 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it talks about Jacob separating his flock and things huh. like that. So that's kind of like... Abraham, the, Isaac, and Jacob. That Jacob. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but then there's also the more mental meaning. Um, anything that is taught in the devil, as far as the devil is concerned. So you have the Nation of Islam teachings and you have the 5% of teachings. Anything from a 5% perspective, anything is more from the mental standpoint. So the devil is more of a mind state. And so you have when, when you study lessons about Yakub, and all of his processes and all of his, you know, rules and undertakings, it also applies to how we conduct ourselves in society. You know, every lesson on him talks about creating mischief, telling lies, creating conflict between people. I mean, and that's something that we still do to this day. Mm-hmm. So, the you know, it's basically the the reverse process. If, if the right thing to do is to teach everybody and to 
you know, ascend to a higher level, then you have, you have to have pretty much in any religion or culture, you have to have that, that polar opposite there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that, that would be one difference between the nation of Islam and the five percenters because the nation of Islam, they go literally word for word. If this is what this piece of paper said, then this is what it is. Mm-hmm. They don't attempt to break it down. So the nation of Islam would be more fundamentalist Muslim. If the Quran says it, it's true. Um, nah. Yeah, they, they more un- their orthodox. leader said it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they had, you know, in, in later years they have kind of tried to find some parallels between them and the Orthodox Muslim community, um, and especially to try to become less intimidating. But they're more in their own space. Yeah, they don't affiliate with the Arabs and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're their own. Box the nation, yeah. the nation, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. the majority of followers, they're not really, they're not really encouraged. And this comes from a actual assistant minister telling me uh, this many years ago. They are more so they follow whatever Minister Farrakhan said. They just mm-hmm. repeat that. Do you uh, like Minister Louis Farrakhan? I'm a big yeah. fan of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know a lot of people disagree with him in the even in the black community. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan. He's okay. a he's a big part of you know me being where I am. Mm-hmm. You know, as a as a teenager, I mean, you had hip hop, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and you would hear you know stuff in the songs, but you know there was no internet. You couldn't say, "Let me find the number to the law school or Mecca." Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So, have you, you been just, to the mosque before? Like, yes, in, in the mosque? yes, okay. I was actually recruited to be oh. a minister. Wow. Uh, so that's why I say I, I, didn't know I have that. inside information. I didn't wow. become, I didn't join, and I didn't become. But Can uh, I see that one more time? Yeah. That is actually the same ring that Mr. Farrakhan wears. He just got golden diamonds on his. <laughs> that is dope, man. <laughs> but, uh, so, I mean, I have a lot of history with them and a lot of people in the mosque here mm. that I love. You know, been, you know, I don't live in Nashville anymore, so yeah. getting to the mosque on a Sunday morning man, I know, that easy. Man, I know, man. And, uh... I try to go some Sundays, but man, that drive from Murfreesboro yeah. into the Ville is crazy. Oh, I'll be paying that visit soon. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, now, with blue being white or slash devil, in the lessons it say uh, a devil cannot be reformed. With somebody like blue who knows about white supremacy, wants to tackle white supremacy, would you say that is a, a reformed devil? Because you did say that. A devil is a is a mind state. Yes. So mm-hmm. would somebody like Blue be a reformed devil? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Um, so can I just ask a quick question? Yeah. So devil is as metaphorical as God is yes. in in your belief system. Yes. So these are these are just terms that people under readily understand. So if you say the word God, most people readily understand supreme being, just, loving, kind. Regardless of what your specific definition of God is, exactly. it's it's a way to communicate a point. Yes. So would you say that when you say devil, it's the same thing? Yes. It's not a literal devil. It is a way to communicate a point. Everybody knows when they hear the word devil that that means lie, cheat, steal, mm-hmm. uh and at this Persecute. time that uh, people got this uh, knowledge or the lessons, you know, is at a time that Elijah Muhammad just wanted to use terms that could uh, gravitate to yeah. black people. So at that's that time. what. I, okay. Yep. Yeah. So that's what I'm asking. That's yeah. that's more what it is. It's more of a uh, uh, literary technique mm-hmm. than it is an actual. Yes. Yeah. And core so, um, do the five percenters teach white people? 
or yes, uh, any other reason? Yes, the father-in-law had a student named Azriel. He's still alive okay. to this day, somewhere running around New York. <laughs> um, his brother, shout out to Joey Truax in mm-hmm. uh, Lexington, uh, Kentucky. You know, I mean, there are there are people out there that have been taught, you know, and they turn around and do their duty, which is to teach the uncivilized. Mm. Just like everybody else, mm-hmm. um, there you know there are those who you know may not necessarily agree with it, but facts are facts. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, that goes back to what I said before. Like there's taking those lessons literally, and mm-hmm. then there's you know taking them through the mind. Mm-hmm. So I mean, when there are lessons that talk about killing the devil, that's saying killing those animalistic urges. Mm-hmm. That's mastering your lower self, you know, and having the self discipline. To always do the right thing mm-hmm. um, versus just, you know, I, I feel like doing this. So I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. um, so that that's really where that goes down to. I mean, and those lessons that that talk about killing the devil or the devil can't be reformed, you know, can cause quite the complication if you were to be in the penal system because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you will end up in solitary because mm-hmm. <laughs> they put you, you know, loop you right in with the gangs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so how old were you when you first got the knowledge or what, what interests you in the knowledge? I know the, the mosque and everything like yeah. that, but what made you gravitate more to the 5%? So, you know, I was a curious child, mm-hmm. inquisitive. I always had questions that nobody seemed to be able to answer. And like I said, were you raised in a faith? I was I was raised in the church, yeah, Baptist. Mm. Baptist, Baptist, yeah. Okay. Sitting in church, you know, <laughs> pastor. You know, I'm not sure how familiar you are the black church, but it comes time for the sermon. The pastor says, "Turn the chapter and verse such and such," yeah. and he reads like two sentences, and then two hours later, he's still talking, but he never went back <laughs> to where he started. But I was still sitting there reading. Mm. And then at the end of the service, I'm like, "Hey, excuse me." question yeah. Yeah. No, never got too well never yeah. so uh, how do you feel about like uh i know i know we still ain't answered the question my first question but uh how do you feel about like the bible and the quran and stuff like that as there's some good stuff in there but understand like there was never a one book the bible mm-hmm. that was revealed mm-hmm. it was a, a series of different scriptures mm. written by different people mm-hmm. and then someone took it upon themselves well now at this point multiple times decided this is going to go in this is not or oh, we're going to word it this way or word it that way so i mean there are there's definitely something that can be drawn out that's positive especially during the old testament because that's more laws and just overall general wisdom not a big fan of the new testament outside of revelations but huh. um I mean, you have to have something to balance that with. You have to have some type of knowledge of history, mm-hmm. some type of knowledge of science to go mm-hmm. with that. You can't just sit there and. You might take be the first lesson. person I've ever met in my life who said they prefer the Old Testament over the New Testament. Because Christians love. What's that? They don't even deal with the Old Testament in the church. They go straight to. Well, yeah, because there's a bunch of really. I mean, that's where. There's some bad concepts in the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah, there are. God there is, are. Yeah, God is pretty mean. You know? Yeah, he's God, mean. God's yeah. pretty there's, pretty mean. There's man. there's instructions for keeping slaves in the Old Testament. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't think about it that way, but you got that's a very good point. Yeah. Well, I did say laws. But yeah, that that ain't one of those that I want to deal with. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so I mean, there's that there's that gift and the curse there because I mean, you, same time you have like the wisdom of Solomon. 
You also mm-hmm. have those same things. Yeah, my favorite book in the uh, my favorite book in the Bible is Ecclesiastes. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. that, that's that's a good book. I, you know, it talks a lot about vanity and things like that. Yes. So I, you know, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So back to your like childhood mm-hmm. and upbringing and stuff like that. So I mean, again, going back to hip hop. I mean, you know, you had like poor righteous teachers, brand new being. Oh yeah. Later Wu Tang, mm-hmm. uh, Rakim, Big Daddy Kane. Mm-hmm. They were all five percenters. Huh. Eric Badu is a five percent. Yeah, um, and many, many other. You Blue, know, you should listen to Erica Badu. Was Wu Tang five percenters? Yeah, because I, I know a little bit of Wu Tang you know actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah thirty six chambers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you, they're all five percenters. Yeah, yes. huh? Yeah, yes. you. But you'll love, you'll love Erica Badu. She's more of a soulful, yeah, person. Yeah. Um, but she, her song on and on, kind of introduced like a lot of five percent lessons in really? that song. Yeah. Huh. Born in the water with three dollars and six dimes. She's saying three sixty. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh so I mean a lot of those songs you had your face value of what they're saying that happens to rhyme, but then there's a whole another codified message yeah. on top of that that only those who know. Um I think while I heard a lot of stuff brand Nubian, they were pretty much the, the end all be all. Yeah. yeah. Um and so, you know, Instead of now, instead of skipping class to mm. chase girls, I'm in the library huh. in the encyclopedia, mm. picking out books and stuff, trying to you know learn what they were talking about. Who is this you mentioned? What is this you talking about here? Mm-hmm. Um, still chase girls just out of school. <laughs> uh, but um, you know, at 14, 15 years old, that really wasn't an option. So that's where I ultimately ended up being steered towards being a Muslim. I knew enough at this point. This is where my heart is, but it's not accessible. I knew the church, that just was not an option anymore mm-hmm. at that point. So I went with what I had in my midst. But upon getting to college, you know, you start to meet people from different places, came across some guys, and everything from there it was just mm-hmm. on and popping. So mm-hmm. uh, so I would say I was probably 21 now, I'm 44 now. Mm. Oh, okay. So you've been in the nation since 21? Yes. Huh. Wow. Um, so... Uh, what would you let's go back to the whole atheist thing uh, uh blue mm-hmm. would you say that there's no God right mm-hmm. so would you uh, well would I don't you, even say that I say that there's no reason to believe there is one mm-hmm. why why would you say that because there there is no substantiated empirical testable verifiable science right science mm-hmm. that says there is there could be mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot that science hasn't answered. But at this point, there's no reason to believe that there is. And furthermore, if there is, understanding the nature of that God mm-hmm. is an, a whole nother enormous step that one must take. So there's two questions. There is one question, is there a God? And then if so, who is God? Mm-hmm. Okay. The first question is not that tough because science hasn't answered everything. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of mysteries and it's even today, it's becoming less and less reasonable. But I would say even in 2018, it's still reasonable to say that the answer for some of these mysteries could be God. Mm. Would you say but black, that's the only, black man is God? Well, who knows? That's, that's the hard question. That's mm-hmm. the hard question. Yeah. Is if there is a God, then who is he, she, it? Mm. What does he, she, it look like? Oh, what does he, she, it just want? just said a good point. That's the tough question. So that's um, that's the that's the kicker. I'm gonna kick it back to Jabril because in the five percent they say that the black man is God and the woman is the earth. 
now the conscious community, a lot of people say that the black woman is God. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Man, it, it, like he just said, there's no evidence <laughs> of that. Mm. You know, she is the bearer and receiver of life. Mm-hmm. I'm the giver of life. Mm. You know, just like the earth is the one planet so far that we know amongst the in this solar system that's able to sustain life. Same thing. She is the the mother of civilization. Mm-hmm. She carries life and everything. You know, from there mm. spawned from her. But it is the man that planted that seed. She can't have a baby by herself. And uh, how is the man the sun? The woman is the moon, and the child is the the stars of the universe. Sun. Or, well, that's the complete universe, right? The sun is the giver of life. Mm-hmm. You know, the sun stopped right now, stop shining right now, we're all gone. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it provides that life, and then it's reflected out onto those planets. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one in particular is best suited to carry, mm-hmm. you know, what the sun is offering. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's not to put her, like, on a lower right, level. Right, because the, the sun radiates energy from the moon, yeah. correct? So, so it's, it's a, it's a Who's team. the moon? The moon's the kids. The, the moon is the woman. Uh, I thought the sun was the woman. No, the sun, no, the sun is, is the man. The sun is the man. So, so the, so more appropriately, the moon, the moon reflects the light of the sun, but it doesn't carry life. Oh, I'm sorry. The moon reflects the the. I, I do that. <laughs> the moon reflects the light of the sun, but it doesn't carry life. But the Earth does, and so I mean, there is a correlation between you know, there's a correlation between the two, but they are not one and the same. So. I mean, to kind of take it to the streets, I would say, like, I would equate the moon to, like, that little, how do I put this, that little hot chick that you, you know, make that booty call with, but the earth is who you marry. Okay, I understand. You know? I now understand. <laughs> I don't know any other way to put that there, you know, but, you know, she, she, she's getting a light, but she's not able to do anything with that versus the earth is the, the best part that is the most mm. fertile ground to do what you have to do, you know, mentally and physically. So um, uh, the moon would also be a woman who just lacks any knowledge of self. Mm. Um, I mean, of course, going back to the, the more savage concept that I just presented, it she's doing the things she's doing because she lacks that knowledge herself. Versus the Earth, who understands who she is and then acts accordingly. You know, so again, there's potential or kinetic. Um, but I mean, a lot of what you see today, as far as people referring to black women as God. It's a it's it's a process of them coming into understanding the history, mm-hmm. and it, and it has been taught by many intelligent scholars that I love and respect very much, uh, starting with Dr. Ben. However, there is also an element of a lot of brothers who are conscious who use that to try to attract women mm. by say, you know by saying hey you know, not just. Dudes, huh? Yeah, <laughs> so rather than just treat her in a way that puts her on a pedestal, they mm-hmm. will just verbalize it because they don't know how to treat her that way. So they just say it. And it's just the concept that's to me just gotten a little bit out of control. Mm. Mm. Now, what's the importance of the number seven? Hence, I have a number seven tatted on my arm. Mm-hmm. I know, but it's the world and seventh know. letter alphabet. And pretty much in most cultures, it's always been correlated with being connected to God in mm-hmm. whatever fashion that they see God as. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, within the universal flag, it's prominently placed right in the middle as to say it is just like the sun. Everything revolves around that. Mm-hmm. You know, and 
comes from that, and it shines out that light to everything else in the universe. So, mm. it's, and it's a perfect number, correct? It's a perfect number. Mm. Every number is mm. powerful, but that is that one represents the most high. But you'll never reach the number seven without doing the one, right? And can you explain what the one is? Can't skip any numbers. Mm. This is part of the whole math. Yes. yes. There's a whole that whole math concept that yes. Yeah. So, so is uh, it actual mathematics or is it I'll let the God answer that. So every number has <laughs> a, a value and a, a concept behind it. Uh you know, starting with one which is knowledge and going to number nine, you know, numbers go from one to nine and then add back on, you know, from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause mathematics are infinite and it never mm-hmm. stops. But number one is knowledge and you know, like he was just saying, like you can't do anything without that because before you do anything, you got to what? You got to learn how. So knowledge means to look, listen, observe, and respect. It's information acquired through study and research. If I don't take the proper time to study and research, then when I go to take whatever action, it's probably going to come out wrong if I am not properly mm. informed. Um, two is wisdom, which is the way that one presents what one knows. It's you know, your ways and actions. It's the words that you speak. It's what you do. You know, it's the manifestation. It's what people can see. It's action. Uh, understanding is that culmination, kind of like the scientific method. I've learned it. Now mm-hmm. I've applied it. Now here's the results. You know, here's the final analysis here. Um, so it's that mental picture I've drawn up once I've taken the time to study up on something and then try to put it into action. Um, number four is culture. Culture is a way of life. Our way of life teaches us that I'm an independent source of life and matter, and I'm seek, I should seek life always mentally. Um, our culture is based on truth and righteousness. And, you know, like I said, acquiring the, the uh, understanding of the science of everything in life and then teaching it. Power, number five is power. Power is the truth. It's the light. It's the energy that I use to, you know, to move forward through this environment. And it's that light that I shine on those in the darkness. Equality, as I said, is that balance of sharing and teaching uh, and continuing to grow and evolve. It's, it's a degree of completion, just like understanding is. God, we've already explained that. Build, number eight is build, destroy. Build or destroy. Build means to add on to. Destroy means to take away or eliminate. So by our culture is to build positivity and build information, build knowledge, and destroy negativity. Then finally, you get to number nine, which is born, which means to bring into existence or to make something complete. So, and then from there, like I said, because math is it's infinite. infinite, you just get go back to the knowledge because you never know everything. It's what always must, something uh, new to learn. What must one do to become a part of the five percenters or the nation of gods and earth? It's nothing. I mean, it's you don't join. It's mm. not you know. It's not an organization. You don't mm. get a membership card, anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> you know. Uh, I mean, there are multiple ways, but the most common way, you know, especially now in the internet age, people. Out. Yeah, you reach mm-hmm. out to somebody. Yeah. You know, you you look up and call the the school in Mecca, uh, Harlem. You know, and they'll tell you, hey, well, where are you? where you live? You live in. Lexington, Kentucky, well, okay, well, here's three people that you can reach out to and they'll pass your information Mm -hmm. on to Mm -hmm. them. Or, you know, or somebody will know somebody and then say, hey, you know, there's a cat that goes on Twitter. And uh, he was doing it for like three years before I ever physically came in his presence and met him. He'd go post on Twitter, if you want to know about five percenters, hit up Jabril Allah. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Step my game up. (laughs) Right, right. You know? 
Um, so, I mean, there are multiple ways, but I mean, from there, you know, commonly, you know, there'll, there'll be that opportunity to sit and build and study just like we're doing right now. And then, you know, you get your mathematics and then proceed from there. Now, um, in the, the first uh, lesson of the first degree, uh, it says who is the original man. And it says the Asiatic, Asiatic black man. Now, a lot of people have a problem with the word uh, black in there. And I was trying to explain to Blue, uh, the people that have a problem with that is the Moors. Do you see a problem with the word black no. at all? And do you understand why the people uh, have a problem with that word black? So, I mean, labels divide us. Mm. You know, everybody wants to be the one that's the smartest. Like, I've got no, it all figured blue, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. what did you say earlier? Well, that's, yeah. So, yeah. that's exactly, yeah. I agree 100% with what you just said. And this is why, I, for me personally, because you're absolutely right, labels do divide us. And so, white is differentiated from black. So, if you say, I'm white, immediately you've set yourself apart from everybody mm-hmm. who isn't white. If you say I'm an American, you've just set yourself apart from everybody who isn't an American. Right. If you say I'm from Tennessee, you just set yourself apart from everybody who's from Arkansas. <laughs> all right. And it's all it's all completely um, arbitrary. Okay. Right. None of us chose to look the way that we look. None of us chose our parents. None of us chose to be born where we're born right. or the country that we're born to. Right. All of it is all, – all of those arbitrary differences are ways to divide us and to make us not get along. Right. I mean – I love sports, but you can see it in sports. If you're a Cleveland fan, you hate the Bay Area right now. Right. Well, that's stupid. Like and we, if you we love all need Kobe. We you we, hate we, we yeah. <laughs> we all need to get along. We all we all need to figure out how to coexist. Uh-huh. Yes. And at the end of the day, every human being is vastly more similar than different. Yes. Vastly. Mm-hmm. Um so to harp on these differences. So so my goal is to eliminate differences. We're all human beings. I'm a human, you're a human, you're a human, we're all humans. Right. We're all doing the best we can in the earth that we share. He's a dude. To, yeah, She's yeah, yeah. a dude. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to to make life livable. Right. And every single time you get a a title, any title, whether mm-hmm. it's Christian, Muslim, uh Tennessean, American, Christian, any title immediately sets up a difference. Mm. Right. And a lot of those titles are arbitrary, such as American versus Norwegian. Mm. Nobody chose that. Mm-hmm. Black, white, nobody chose that. On a religious standpoint, <laughs> religion is faith-based. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, your, your, your brand, the five percenters, it's much more scientific. Yes than actually faith-based, which I appreciate and like. Um, <laughs> but but that being said, I also appreciate faith as long as you call it what it is. Mm. Mm-hmm. If if you believe what you believe based on faith, I'm good to go, but call it that. Yeah, please. You just don't want it to be because like... It, because when you start to people. blur the lines, yeah. no pun intended, <laughs> no plug for our show there, right. Right. when you start to blur the lines between science and evidence and faith, mm-hmm. you can't do that. Because science and evidence doesn't support faith. Faith stands apart. It's supernatural. Mm-hmm. Science right. and evidence deals in the natural world. It's testable. It's observable. It's touchable. Absolutely. Faith is not that. Faith is the antithesis to that. 
But what religious people like to do is they like to to combine the two, and they're like, well, there's evidence for my faith. And it's mm. like, no, 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 no. I'm good with your faith as long as you call it what it is. Mm. Okay. But to the point, well, all of you, those— Before you go there, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just to add in there, besides scientific evidence, there's all types of historical evidence that says that everything that you're being taught in church is wrong. There's a date and a time stamp for when heaven and hell started to become mentioned. There is oh, a for date sure. and a time yeah. stamp where there's nowhere in the Bible does it talk about the Trinity, but we know when that started. Mm-hmm. We know who mm-hmm. did it. Mm-hmm. You know, so, mm-hmm. but from a faith standpoint, they just, you know, if you start bringing up those facts, they're like, no, get that away from me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are that's, why I'm, that's why I don't like faith, actually. And I'm good. This, you know, Antoine and I had a conversation a couple of weeks back, and I asked, I forget exactly how I put it, but. I asked him a faith-based question, and he said because of, works, pers- he, uh, because of personal experience, because of faith. Yeah. And I'm like, that's spot on. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's the only answer you could have given that I w- would have respected. Mm-hmm. And I can't, defu- I can't refute that. I can't argue against that. I can't tell him he's right or wrong mm-hmm. because I'm not him. That is the only acceptable answer. Swan is a different Christian, though. We for know, sure. We know that. Yeah. And he, he clearly said that it works for works for him. Correct. You know, and there's just something but, you can't argue and, with. And that's fine mm-hmm. my issue is where but jesus is black we know that <laughs> historically probably for sure probably is definitely not white right <laughs> um the issue is where faith starts to divide people that's my issue with faith is it's very divisive um and it's divisive because it's not evidentiary based it's what i think mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. what what is important to me and i get that like i i understand that Mm-hmm. Everybody's got stuff that's important to them, but you have to get outside of yourself, and you got to start working together, and you start have to start being inclusive and bring everybody else in. And every time you're like me, 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 you're not being inclusive. And faith is me, 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 mm. big time, mm-hmm. because it is personal, and it is a personal experience, and it is something that you experience that nobody else has. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever been Antoine, and nobody's ever been in his head. Mm-hmm. And so. What he's gleaned and learned from being himself is good for him. But if he starts pushing that on other people, Mm. that's where it becomes problematic Mm -hmm. because that's specific to him. Okay? Mm -hmm. And so that's that's my issue with faith. And And that's why the five percenters, that's why when I started reading about it, now that I've heard you talk and heard some things, I I appreciate that. Like, that's a – I get it. it. It makes a lot of sense. How do you feel when um, black people are getting murdered in the streets by cops? Uh, well, you just you just went right there. <laughs> I thought we were talking about religion. <laughs> I mean, I'm still I'm still I'm still on religion. I got, let me finish the question. All right. When these people are getting murdered in the streets by cops, and black people go on, well, we just need to pray about it. See, I still oh, stay with. It. There See, you go. good. Yeah. Nice. I should have given you a chance. <laughs> See, white people I don't never want to give, give us a chance. <laughs> Figuratively speaking, my head explodes in those mm. moments. Yeah. Like, there's that's what is that supposed to do? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, oh, I if, totally you, agree, if you told me that you said a prayer and then that was the reason why Alton Sterling didn't get murdered, then okay, yeah, let's mm. all pray. But nothing's changed. You know, mm-hmm. marching, that's over, praying, that's it's none of that's gonna change anything. You have to match you have to match what's happening with some equal force. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not saying that, like every cop is bad because obviously 
where that's not the case, wouldn't be sitting right here right now. <laughs> uh, but there's a certain mentality that has been crafted over, I'm going to go back to Lyndon Johnson and increasingly bad from there. Um, you know, even, really even before that, you know, from, from day one pretty much of being here that, you know, we were viewed in a certain light. Well, policing in America started as slave patrols. Exactly. The very first police in America were slave patrols. Our whole job was to keep you guys in line. Exactly. Which mm. is just, I didn't know that until like two years ago. Mm. So that's, I mean, just that alone is. How does that make uh, you feel as a cop? Well, it's, it's disgusting. Mm. And yeah. I hate it. Um, if you had known that before, would you have joined? Well, I've learned a lot in 10 years, man. Um, I'm not the same person now that I was 10 years ago. And to to answer your question directly, <laughs> mm-hmm. if I knew now what I – if I knew then what I know now, no, I wouldn't have become mm-hmm. a cop. No, I wouldn't have because the reason I became a cop was to help people. Mm-hmm. And that is my life's purpose is to help. Not – I don't have any grandiose – uh, idea that I'm going to be some, I'm not going to change it. I'm not Mount Martin Luther King. I'm never going to be that person. I just know I'm just not going to be. I don't have the work ethic. I don't have. I don't have anything that it takes to be, be that person. Wise, though. But on a on a on whatever basis that I can affect things mm-hmm. on a daily basis in my little circle and my little experience, I want to help. I want to lessen pain and increase comfort and livability. Okay. So when I became a cop, my motivation was to help. And in, for 10 years, I've attempted to help. But the, 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 not only the history of my profession, but the way that it uh, exists in America and the training and those types of things, mm-hmm. we do a whole lot of harm. So I entered a profession with the intent to help, but I entered a profession that intrinsically does a lot of harm. Because of the way policing is done in America. Mm-hmm. Okay, so no. If I knew 10 years ago what I know now, no, I would not have become a cop. I would have gone back to school, got a master's degree, started writing books and started lecturing and doing those types of things. Mm-hmm. Because that's the key is education. Education mm-hmm. and knowledge is the key. Um, that's the key to change everything. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That's why if we would put money mm-hmm. in, in a, into education and give people free education and mm-hmm. allow – we would change the world. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it would, it would, it would create equality in a heartbeat because mm-hmm. people would have the same, they, they would know for one thing, yeah. they would also have uh, opportunities at different jobs and those types of things because a lot of jobs require certain education. Mm-hmm. It would level the playing fields completely. Um, so no, I would, if I, no, I wouldn't have become a cop mm. 10 years ago if I knew then what I know now. Definitely. Now, not. um, there's a lot of things because we were talking about the slave patrol. Um, Twan, what year was that when uh, being a homosexual was called a mental disorder? What year? Well, it stopped being a disorder stopped. recently. Yeah, it stopped in the DSM three. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. If not, a little bit later. I'm not totally sure. Jabril, how do you feel about like? The homosexuality, do you feel like that's being uh, pushed down on the black community right now? And could a homosexual person be a part of the nation and God's nerves? 
Ah, that's a that's a good one. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Uh, it's just the flow of the conversation. Uh, so, I mean, every every person, you know, what you do is in your private life. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, it is what it is. But I do believe, I do know. I mean, it's hard to ignore certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, it is definitely there is definitely an agenda as far as as it all as it has been for a long time to push that. I mean. When it comes to a lot of the things we see in the TV and the movies, the coolest person in the in the movie or the TV show is the gay guy, mm. you know. Um, there, but you counter that with generally the the heterosexual black guy is irresponsible or shady or something. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the bad guy. Take it full circle. Then there's the the really cool white guy that just seems to get it all. And mm-hmm. then you know, so you're you're creating a level of dysfunction and distrust through this that says, you know, you're, you're, pardon the pun, blurring certain lines sexually to a younger generation that doesn't have as much of a support base, doesn't really have those people to pull them to the side and say, hey, here's what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, and mm-hmm. then they're out here experimenting, mm-hmm. spreading diseases. Yeah. No babies are being made, and if they are, for the wrong reasons. And... You know, it's just confusion and chaos. And yeah. so, I mean, we can't really grow together separately. We have to build stronger families so that yeah. we don't have all these kids out here clueless, you know. Right. And yeah. the reason why I ask is because, you know, the 5% nation is particularly, you know, the black woman. I mean, the black man, the black woman, the black child. But now you have all these different genders now. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be called him, her. They want to be called they, you know. Right. Uh it's just so many things. It's not really something that's ever really talked about, really. But that's that what we do here on this show. <laughs> we talk about the uncomfortable yes. stuff. Yeah, that, that would be pretty difficult for you to, you know, say, you know, we got, you know, the the whole thing centered around the black family structure, man, right. woman, child. Well, yeah. so so you know? it that's an interesting topic because right. that's something I don't know much about and I'm not super comfortable with, just because right. I'm, I'm ignorant. I just don't know a bunch about it. But All right. so so. The five percenters very much make a distinction between man, woman, child, right? As a as a unit, as a you know, as the black family unit, certain I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say roles and responsibilities, but if I am, if I if I say that I'm God, and I meet young lady X Y Z, if I'm not teaching you, then what am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm not doing my job. You know, I'm not just supposed to be with you physically. You're not just supposed to be girlfriend and boyfriend. I'm supposed to be teaching you and elevating you to a certain point. And in the family structure, no matter, I could be the greatest dad in the world, but when a child bumps his knee, he's going to mama. Mm-hmm. And so I have to plant that seed, you mm-hmm. know, within her. So that that would provide a little bit of difficulty if it's not man, woman, and child within the household from that context. Okay. Because through science, we know that, you know, just on a chromosome basis, a woman is XX, a guy is XY. Yes. But we also know that there's a whole bunch of fluctuate. There's a whole bunch of variants within that. There's right. a lot of people who don't, who aren't exactly XX or XY. Right. We also know that we're the only animal that sees gender. Now, all species have sex. All species have either male or female. But as far as gender and ident- identification, that is uniquely human. Right. And there is a there is a v- variation 
of combinations, chromosomal uh, uh, through your chromosomes, right. that dictate who you are as a human being. So what they're discovering, like for her, for instance, hermaphrodites, who were born with both genitalia. Mm-hmm. Well, if they have both genitalia, that only begs the question: What's going on in their chromosomes and in their genes? Like, yeah. how are they going to identify? Who knows? Like, right. now would that be like? But that's but that again is it, it's not a it's not a black and white. It's gray. There's a spectrum right. for mm-hmm. sure, and we know through science that there's a spectrum. And um, I think th- the emphasis on man, woman, mm-hmm. um, male, female, mm-hmm. uh, I think that that is an archaic way to view it. Mm-hmm. But even more so when it comes to the roles that we're supposed to play. I think just the just the fact that there is a man gender and a female gender is archaic, but even more so men should be this way and women should be this way and men should behave this way and do yeah, this yeah. and women should do that. I think that's nonsense. Yeah. And it isn't intrinsic. Each person is unique and different and they didn't choose it. They are a victim of their environment and their genes and their genetics and they are who they are. And we're the only animals that struggle with this. Right. Lions don't run around thinking, well, that, male lion that has a set of testicles is sure acting feminine. They don't do that. Like, there's just there's just none of this, you know? Just a bunch of lions. It's just a bunch of lions hanging out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, I see what you mean. And, and, I, and I agree with you on that. Um, only thing is, like, from the context, uh, well, from certain contexts, we still have to keep that in place a little bit. Because, I mean... Two men can't have a baby. Yeah. Two women can't have a baby. Yeah. So from the standpoint of continuing on our survival, I'm trying to make a way throughout now, time. Well, yeah. Science. Um, yeah. Two men, scared of what two men can have a baby. Like. I know. Yeah, I'm, afraid, some I'm, I'm afraid, man. I'm afraid. I think I've seen too many movies or something. I got cloned, or there was some experimentation and, and that didn't you're go out right. right. Like yeah. on a on a. I think that was on Black uh, uh, Black Mirror. I, think. I haven't seen that. You haven't yet. seen it? No, I've, I've heard it's great. Gosh. I've heard it's great. I don't have time to watch TV. Yeah, you don't. I got no time. <laughs> I work all night and sleep all day. Yeah. And and you're right. Like on a on a uh procreation, men can't naturally men can't have babies with men and women can't have babies with right. women. Completely. Then from a context of the the black community and the things that we're dealing with right now. You know, we have to, you know, besides worrying about our survival from a standpoint of procreating, we also have to, you know, one of the biggest failures that we've had is that we're not sticking together. And that starts Mm -hmm. at home. That starts with having families, two-parent households where... But you didn't do that to yourselves, though. True. We didn't. That's, that's, you, you are a victim of that, for sure. absolutely. You were set up to be that way. Yes. So now knowing that, then we have to do all we can to counter that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whether that's, you know, in every way possible. But don't you think, though, that families can look a million different ways? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm a product of that. Yeah. You know, my mother and father, I didn't grow up in a two-parent household at all, mm-hmm. not even close. Um, I, families can look a lot of different ways. What's important about families is that they're stable and they're there for one another. Yes. And that they promote decency and honesty and and raise kids and educate them. And treat them fairly, and treat them to treat other people fairly. Absolutely. Those, that's what matters. Any combination of uh, sexes or gender identifications can do that, though. Yeah, you, know, you know what I mean. It doesn't. Yes. 
family doesn't need to be male, female, and a bunch of little kids. Family needs, for me, the definition of family is a bunch of people who love one another and live together and have the best intentions for themselves and everybody else in mind, and they go out to not negatively affect society but positively affect it. But I don't think gender or sex dictates whether or not you can do that. It can look a million different ways. Well, see, that's after the children are born. And so we would look at that more in black culture. We would look at that as the village mm-hmm. or the extended family, mm-hmm. you know, the, the saying it takes a village. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. like, for example, like I said, my own upbringing, you know, our, our door was open to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, we had, you know, there were many times we had more people in the house than there was place to sleep. We mm-hmm. all on the floor cuddled up at night, you know, white, black, young, old, everything. My mother, you know, took care of everybody. And in turn, that was instilled in me. So, mm-hmm. You know, I find myself being the father of everybody in the neighborhood, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but, I mean, that's that's after those children Speaking are of, born. Speaking uh, of your family, uh, your mother and stuff, how were they when you kind of broke away from the Christian religion? Uh, Pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I was> rough. <laughs> yeah, my mother thought I was crazy, yeah. See what, uh, how, how is it now? Well, my mother's passed on, but in her later years, she understood. She got it. Like, she thought I was going through a phase. But as time passed and I was being consistent, she started to embrace it. She started to see, well, one, I wasn't doing the bad things I was doing before anymore. Mm -hmm. You were more wiser. Yeah, and she knew Mm -hmm. it wasn't a phase anymore. So she now, she she never said it specifically to me, but she bragged to other people, look how smart my son is. Mm -hmm. But that's an extreme difference from being 15 Sunday morning, I'm laying in bed. She say, "You going to church? No. You going to hell?" <laughs> <laughs> so, so you had a rough childhood, and then when you discovered this, you you did better. Is that what you said? Uh, I was a bad child, <laughs> and, and then when she <laughs> discovered this, you did better. Yeah, you can't you can't keep running around. You know, if you know better, you do better. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I, I'm not gonna pull on punches. I was a yeah, criminal. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I was smart, but I was a criminal, mm-hmm. and, you mm. know, so it took, you know, being a father and getting knowledge mm. yourself. So because, this might totally take us in a different place, but why do you think you were a criminal? Um, so, so you just said it yourself. So I'm not, I'm not putting a title on you. I you just put crimes. your title on you. So why do you think it be as honest as you possibly can, as honest as you put, cause you know, you, yeah. you are in your head yeah. and you know, you better than any human being could ever possibly understand you're 44 you are smart you've lived you've learned things your opinions have changed you've grown you've evolved okay yeah so with all that hindsight and with all of that why do you think you were a criminal honestly why did i do it or why do i see it that way how did it become that how did that become a fact of your early childhood socialization that's what you saw around. You were indoctrinated exactly. to think, hey, you know, this is what I, I got to have that car. I got to have mm-hmm. that chain. I got to have this and that. And there was no job that was going to pay you to be able to go get that. Yeah. So you started to craft ways to, to do it. You know, um, for me, I did it. Well, at that time, what we've been considered a pretty young age. But upon Venturing into fatherhood, and like I said, starting to get a knowledge yourself, you start to realize those social conditions that led yeah. you in that path, and you go the other way. Do you think? Do you think knowing what you knew then? So when you were that person, yes. and you were growing up in that environment, do you think you could have made a different choice? Honestly, could you have made now? 
the simple answer is yes, of course. Yeah. But but really, given your social circumstances and the environment you grew up in, could, did you really genuinely have a choice? I see no reason that I would have went a different path. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. I wasn't raised in projects. I wasn't in the hood by any stretch of imagination. Yeah. But based off socialization, I saw no reason to go any other path. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I would assume your answer would be. And did, um, God, I had a good question and then it left me. (laughs) So So it, 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 you knew right from wrong though. You're not a sociopath, obviously. Absolutely. Clearly you knew right from wrong. Absolutely. And so when you were making these decisions, you knew right from wrong. Absolutely. But you still felt more compelled, compelled based off environment and expectation and whatever else to go down that, that road. And you felt more or less out of control, I would imagine, right? Well, the I felt in control because everything that we did was pretty calculated and, and you know, to a certain degree smart. We didn't just it. do anything yeah. like mm-hmm. at random. But one of those wake-up moments, really the last straw, was the one situation where I didn't plan it. Mm-hmm. It just happened. And now we're in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there was that lack of control from the aspect of this wasn't thought out or planned. It's just wrong place, wrong time. And mm-hmm. by that time, I'd had a son. And I can just remember sitting on the floor in the dark thinking, if I'm not here, who's going to raise my son? Mm-hmm. And that was that was it. It was mm-hmm. a wrap from mm-hmm. there. You know. Mm-hmm. Now, are your, are your kids, They grew up in, are they growing up with the teachings of the five percenters or... That's going to be their choice. I mean, they've been exposed yeah, to it. I've yeah. taught them, but I can't, cool, you know, man. make you. I'm not going. I'm not going to be dogmatic and just force yeah. them. On how how so, old are your kids? Uh, well, that child is now 27. So what? Uh, is, what? What is his? It's a he. Yes. What are his beliefs and opinions about things? Um, he's still finding himself. You know, he he definitely knows what was taught to him. And he finds his own little clever way of saying, hey, dad, I was paying attention. But Mm -hmm. he's still kind of finding himself. Mm -hmm. Um, My middle son, who's uh, 20, I mean, excuse me, 19, he shows a little bit more of an interest there. Mm -hmm. And up until recently, my daughter, who was 17, Mm -hmm. she she definitely was on it. I mean, and I would do different things. You're not just spreading you know five percent teachings but just teachings period you know mm-hmm. an awareness of who you are and your history you know spring breaks fall breaks weekends no you're not just gonna play video games here take this book you know give me a report on mm-hmm. page xyz in your own words which you drew up out of this mm-hmm. um and i still have a lot of that and so from there you know the emphasis was on comprehension not just what did you read mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. what did i tell you but mm-hmm. what did you get out of it mm-hmm. um so i mean it was more effectively planting a seed for later so that they will make those choices yeah. hopefully later on yeah. whether it's specifically what i'm about or whether it's something else you know mm-hmm. at least they made an informed decision mm-hmm. blue would you would you want your kids to grow up in the atheism no no no, no. Or just kind of do their own absolutely thing? not yeah um if that's where they land on their own, mm-hmm. then but I'm that's pretty sure fantastic. You, you, you're raising your kids to like think no, critical. I, I, right? Exactly. Yeah. I raise my kids how to think. I yes. hope at least. Yeah. I do the best that's I can. That's what we all should do. I want them to learn how to analyze and to mm-hmm. think and to love facts and mm-hmm. to hate lying and to hate deception 
and to be decent. And however that plays out for them and however that manifests in their life, I'm good with. Mm -hmm. As long as they respect facts and knowledge and seek it honestly and know how to think and know how to analyze and know how to critique and know how to do those things. And they come from it from an honest, um, pure motivation. Yeah. So Hold on, that's like, what, that's what's important. Yeah. Before you start, cause like, this is funny. Yeah. Um, I was listening to a guy and, uh, he, he's, he's raising his kids to, you know, critical thinking as well. Um, but he told his parents cause his parents are, uh, Christian, uh, don't put that on my child. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So when she goes over to grand grandparents' house, they say, "Well, you know, Jesus is the Son of God." And then she said, uh, "Well, Thor is too." Yeah, you know, and that's true. Yeah, Thor is the Son of a of yeah. God. You know, so I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, so. absolutely. Wow. My well, I'm more concerned with how you behave and how you treat other people mm-hmm. than with what's in your head. Yeah, that's why, like people like Antoine, mm-hmm. his variety of re- religiousness, I adore. And I would never have a single issue with the way he Antoine, his... do you have anything to say on this one? Hey, All right. No, he, because, because he he thinks and he respects fact and knowledge. And his faith is separate from that. His faith is his mm. own thing. But it doesn't affect it doesn't affect the way he treats people. He treats people the way you should treat people, and he's decent and he's thoughtful. Mm. So I have zero issue with his faith. I have an issue with faith when it starts mistreating others and it is an excuse for keeping people down. Mm. That's why I brought up the whole slavery thing in the Old Testament. There is slavery in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. and I, I I can't believe it. I just can't. That that did not come from an all-knowing, all-loving, omniscient being Yeah, because it's wrong. Slavery is wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if it says it in the Old Testament. It's wrong. <laughs> it is wrong. And so... So if your faith is based on that, then I have a big bone to pick with you. Yeah. If your faith is based the way Antoine bases it, I have zero bone to pick. Gotcha. And more power to you. Gotcha. And I'll support you and, and hope that uh, we all live in a society where you can go run with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, what, what's important is not what's in your head. What's important yeah. is how you treat people and mm-hmm. what you do in your mm-hmm. actions. Mm-hmm. And what you do in your actions should mirror what is in your head. So hypocrites are people who say one thing but do another, and those people disgust me. Mm. Um, I would respect a complete sociopath who's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just here to rape, pillage, and destroy, and that's what I'm here for, and that's what I want to do. I respect that person more than the person who says, you know what? I really love you, and I care about you, but fuck you. You can't have health care. I won't allow you to have control (laughs) over your body, and I'm going to control based on my faith what you get to do with yourself. Right. That is, that's not love. That's not love. That's controlling. And that's imposing your beliefs and your opinions on other people. And that's fucking wrong. Mm. So I don't care what you think. I don't care if you're a five percenter or a Christian or uh, whatever I am. I don't don't know. Yeah. I'm just agnostic. I don't give a shit as long as you treat people right. But and don't impose. I've, uh, I've indulged into the five percent teachings. And I think once you become a five percenter, you never really leave, you know? You, if it's in you, it's just in you. Yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. not like you you didn't join, so it's right. Not like you and, get and you know what? Communicated either. We we yeah. all make our own meaning, and we all try to. Because life's fucking tough, dude. I'm here to tell you. I was telling yeah. Antoine about something I did this week at work. Life's really hard, and it never stops being hard. Mm-hmm. And however you cope with that, and whatever you do to get by, as long as you're not victimizing others and your intention is pure, who gives a shit? Yeah. I don't care. Um, my biggest beef with religion. 
has always been the way that it disenfranchises and keeps people down. It keeps yep. gay people down. It keeps minorities down. That's mm-hmm. what I fucking hate about it. <laughs> and as long as you don't do that, I don't care. Believe whatever you want. And I, the, to, to your question, my kids can think whatever they want. I don't give a shit what they think as long yeah. as they behave correctly yeah. and they treat people decently mm-hmm. and they make the world a better place and not a worse place. Yeah. And they help and they lessen people's suffering. That is So there's a lot of suffering in the world. And it's it just happens. It, 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 it's, it's just the nature of things. It's entropy. Yeah. The best thing you can do is on a daily basis, look for ways to lessen suffering. That's it. <laughs> That's so simple. It's so simple. And you don't – and again, you don't have to be – you don't have to change the world, but you can change somebody's world in a given moment mm-hmm. for sure. Hey, That's all you do. I got, I got one more question. Every day. We could probably wrap it up if I want. Um, Jabril, if you saw Blue pulling you over – would you run? I mean, look at him. He was scared of shit out of me. Big dude. <laughs> well, but running gets you shot. I know. So, no. I'm trying so to have a up? conversation. So, so, <laughs> so would you do like the proper like techniques, the yes, sir, no, sir? I mean, I was raised to say yes, yeah. sir. Well, no, you, know, sir. you know what's funny is the way I approach traffic stops <laughs> is I don't ever, I'm never, I'm officer such and such with the such and such police department. I never do that. Yeah. You know what I do when I walk up? And but but I also tailor it to who I'm walking up to. Right. I don't know who I've pulled over. And typically I work night shifts, yeah. so I don't know who I'm pulling over. When I walk up to the window, if I see a white grandmother, mm-hmm. I'm probably not gonna say, Hey, what's up? She's a fucking white grandmother. That's just it's unprofessional. I'm not right. speaking to my audience. Right. In that case, I'd be like, Hello, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Uh and maybe I would do the whole I'm officer such and such and mm-hmm. such and such police department because that's Probably what she's going to take to. Now, if I walk up to a car that's slammed with rims and rap music blaring and a brother, I'm going to walk up and be like, what's up, man? Because that I'm speaking to them. That's chances are that's how they communicate. Probably. Maybe not. Maybe this person's a college professor and they're 30 times smarter than I am. Yeah. But I'll figure that out as we start conversing. (laughs) But I'm going to go ahead and play the law of averages and assume that the person listening to rap music with a slammed car probably is going to respond to what's up. It's just, (laughs) sorry, probably safe bet. I can see that being an icebreaker. It is a huge icebreaker. Right. Hey, man, what's up? It's it's friendly. Mm. It's what I said to you when I walked in the room. (laughs) It's cordial. (laughs) It's, It's social. Yeah. Like, I don't have to be a fucking asshole just because they were speeding yeah. and because I'm the police. If push comes to shove, if this person happens to be the worst person on earth and they have a body in the trunk, if push comes to shove, I'm going to get my way. Mm. But push almost never comes to shove. Be decent until you don't have to be mm. decent. That goes 100% for police. That's what the police need to learn. Be respectful and decent and loving until you don't have to be. And the the times where you don't have to be is very rare. Yeah. Well, I, that's what I do all the – dude, I had a guy in my uh, squad pull over a dude the other day in this big gold – it was an Escalade. And this guy, it, it turns out, owns a company that does wraps on cars. You know the wraps? Yeah. And he does a whole bunch – He it does chrome and gold and all this cool shit. And he puts stickers under it so that the – you can't see the sticker but the, mm-hmm. the imprint of the stickers there. Mm-hmm. And – uh so I saw this car, uh-huh. and it's got rims, and it's gold. It's gold with all the stickers, and I think it's uh, Louis Vuitton. Like, he had Louis Vuitton symbols and yeah. shit all over it. And totally pitch black windows. I don't know who's in it. I see it, and I don't think anything of it. Well, a guy that I work with also sees the same mm-hmm. car, and it's like, I'm going to stop that dude for tint because his tint's too dark. Well, when he calls out the traffic stop, this car is gold. 
but yellow and <laughs> so hold on. Gold is also yellow. Mm. Yellow and blue makes green. Mm-hmm. So when we turn our our emergency lights on, they flash blue. Mm. So the blue mixes with the yellow, <laughs> and he calls this out as a traffic stop on a green Escalade. And I'm wow. like, what the fuck? A green Escalade? Who in the world would buy an Escalade and wrap it in green? Right. And so I pull up, and he's sitting there talking to him, telling him about their tent. And I walk up to the passenger side because there's a guy and a girl, guy yeah. driving, girl passenger. Yeah. And I'm like, hey. She's like, and initially she's like, fuck, why is there two cops here? Right. I walk up, I knock on the window, she rolls it down, she's like, fuck, there's yeah. two cops, what the fuck did we do? Right. And I'm like, hey, what's up? And she's like, uh, now then? And I'm like, hey, I'm only here because this guy pulled you over and said that your car's green. And I just want everybody to know this car's gold. And she starts fucking laughing, dude. And I, I through the car, I look at him. I'm like, you called this green. You think this car's green? And now he's embarrassed and everybody's fucking laughing. Right. And you know what? Dude, that makes us so much more fucking safe because now everybody's laughing. Even right. if they wanted to shoot us, there's going to be a pause in the shooting because now they're laughing. And it's hard right. to shoot people when you're laughing. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's so fucking simple. It's, yeah, it's such a no-brainer. Yeah, bro. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, oh, did you want to tell the people about your blog that you got out now? Yes. Well, I have a, a blog called The Wandering Eyes Blog. It's been around since 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, it's lied dormant for the past year until last week. Um, and so we're back up and running. Uh, we deal with a lot of issues of art. I mean, from the perspective of arts, culture, politics, history, uh, health, a little bit of everything there, um, but just coming from a perspectives of stories that are maybe not necessarily mainstream news or just putting a slightly different perspective on it, um, a lot of culture and history, you know, uh, things of that nature. Uh, and so, you know, it's a, it's a cool site. It's wanderingeyes.weebly, with two E's, dot com. Nice. Mm-hmm. Love for you, you to check it out. You put it in the show. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely put it in the show. Uh, and how can the people hit you up if they want to get some of this five percent knowledge, or just want to reach out to you? Uh, your social media platforms. I'm on. I'm on Facebook as Jabril Nasir Allah, my actual name. I'm on Instagram the same way. Mm-hmm. Inbox me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, you know, uh, I definitely can, you know, whether you're here in Nashville or somewhere else, mm-hmm. either I can, you know, kind of share some things with you or get you to somebody in your area that can be a little bit more, you know, hands-on with you. Uh, we have Universal Parliaments once a month, generally during the warmer months in Hadley Park. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's, you know, plenty of opportunities to learn and grow. So that's that's peace, God. That's peace. And uh, then don't forget Black Luster. Yeah, Blue. Everybody needs to buy one shirt. Everybody listening should buy at least one T-shirt from mm-hmm. blackluster.com. Mm-hmm. B-L-A-C-K-L-U-S-T-R-E. Uh, they make apparel, not apologies. It's a black-owned clothing company. Check it mm-hmm. out. It's badass. Yo, I'm wearing the shirt currently. He he really is. And I'm I thought about it live in the I studio. thought about wearing it today, but I we had like a big meeting day at work. Yeah, you can't so, do it. You got to look yeah, professional. Yeah, but you know, yeah. it's all good. Though. I was asleep up until three hours ago, so next, I, don't, next, I don't have to look anyway. Next next show, I'm going. I'm going to wear it on Friday. We should all match next week. You down with it, Torn? Yeah. Uh, all right, that's cool. That's cool. So, yo, I want to thank y'all for listening. This is, Once again, we're on the fifth episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a milestone, I guess. Um, we got we got more to go. We got more coming, more content. Yep. Thank you for listening. Uh, and, yo, that's a wrap. Cool. Thanks, guys. Hey, young brother. Did you say you wanted to be like Malcolm? Did you hang all his quotes on your wall? Did you write about him all through college? I thought you was a know-it-all. 
did you depict him like he was your Jesus? And you were the Apostle Paul. I thought you said you wanted to be like Malcolm. You even thought about getting an ex tatted. But your actions show that you're nothing but a savage. I thought you wanted to be like Malcolm. You said that the black man was God. But by your ways, you seemed just like another fraud. You even preached about black economics. Just still a slave to them white folks in your pocket. I thought you wanted to be like Malcolm. You said you was going to electrify your own people by missing your own socket. I thought you wanted to be like Malcolm. You can't even control your own emotions. You're up and down like hot hydraulics. I thought you wanted to be like Malcolm. And I know you feel a little phony when you're out drinking with your white homies. Because another nigga just got killed and they caught it on camera. And what you going to do? Just rent and share a post just so people can come in and be like, damn, little Tom Tom woke. I thought you wanted to be like Malcolm. Be real, young brother. Even though you said that Malcolm was your hero, you nothing but another miseducated Negro.